Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week two in the NFL. We're going to break down all the games that happened today and give our, our take and what we, you know, Anything we saw that was interesting in these things. So we're just going to jump right into this, get going. Bengals, Bears is the first one on our list. And the Bears get the win today, 20 to 17. It's one of the stories, and this is Andy Dalton getting hurt. So Justin Fields comes in. He didn't really, really do much with that. But, you know, this is more going forward for Justin Fields. If he's the quarterback, there's just a lot more potential, you would think, with this offense. Or possibly, at least we we would we would hope there is, right? But I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm just not sure yet. It's it'd be interesting to see if he becomes the player next week. But he was six thirteen, sixty yards through a pick. It wasn't. It was just. It wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. Um, so I'm not sure what we're what we're going to be expecting. Everyone's been clamoring for Justin Fields, but maybe maybe it's not going to be as pretty as they wanted it to be. You know. Bengals aren't yeah. necessarily that great either to play. I mean, they're not that dominant of a defense. So I don't know. What not? Andy Dalton was nine for 11 for 56 and a touchdown before he came out. So he looked a lot better than Fields. But I still think Fields is definitely somebody to look at because just that running ability. He got 31 on the ground. It's going to make him interesting if he's the player. But in this one, other than that, you got David Montgomery had 20 carries for 61 for the Bears. Uh, Darnell Mooney, six for 66. Robinson, only two catches. 24 yards, but it got himself a touchdown. So that's it for the Bears. They get the win, though. Yeah, what does that look like to you? Fields starts, we assume he will. You know, running ability, not sure. How, how do you how do you plan uh, for next week, assuming he's going to start? Does that hurt Montgomery? Does that hurt Robinson? Does it help anyone? How Honestly, do you feel about that going into next week? I truly don't know right now. I don't – I mean, if we get this Justin Fields, it hurts. But – I don't think, you know, if Justin Fields is the guy, gets the whole week, I think it's a different story, right? I really don't think it's going to be what we saw today. I, I just honestly, I, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm just going to not, I'm going to withhold judgment until we actually see it for real. It's hard to say. Um, didn't like that from Allen Robinson, only two catches on four targets. That's not great. And no, a lot of that was the Fields. Yeah, and two way. games in a row. Luckily, he caught the touchdown this week. Right. Yeah, just, I don't know. We'll, we'll not, find not, out. We'll see. Yeah, even be. Montgomery. Montgomery is getting the bulk of the carries. That's not going to change. But at the same time, you do wonder if if Fields will poach touchdowns from him. Uh, obviously, running back is so hard. You're not going to go away from Montgomery. You know, I'm, I'm not going to make that snap decision. But it will be very interesting to watch moving forward. Yeah, and Montgomery, this is what he was just safe because not a great day for him, really. But he had 23 touches and that's 79 yards. It's not great at all. Nothing about that's great, but it's just a lot of volume where your worst days are going to be like almost eight points in standard and, you know, almost double digits, whatever, in, in, or double digits in, in PBR. So that's why he's safe, even if it's not a pretty game at all. Yeah. And I mean, speaking about safe, if it's not a pretty game, we can say the same thing for Mixon on the other side. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he got, had the same thing, right? 20 yeah, carries. He, got, he had every single carry they had, all 20. Only 69 yards, and he caught only one ball for two yards. So he had 21 touches for 71 yards. And both these guys, it's a similar situation where they're just going to get all of the work. So even on a bad day, this it's going to be good output for them. But that's you know not just ugly all around in this one. Burrow 
19 at 30, 207, two touchdowns, but three picks. Boyd had seven for 73. Higgins, six for 60, a touchdown. Hey, Chase only caught two balls, but one was a 42-yard touchdown, so he saves his day if you started him. But eh, it's not a great all-around um, offensive day there. So No. And we'll and see. what, didn't the two touchdowns come in? Was that both in the fourth? They're definitely late. They're definitely down the stretch of the uh, of the end of the game. But, yeah. I mean, this could have been disastrous for, for them. Oh, I mean, yeah. they still didn't get the win. Yeah, but they only I mean, had three points going into the fourth. Um, yeah, and I know a lot of people were playing all these guys, so that is not what you wanted to see, especially the Bears didn't look – I mean, you know, they have some really nice players, but they didn't look dominant in week one defensively. No. You're hoping for more. I'm not sure which one. Week one looked a lot better, obviously. Week two, a lot worse. How, how do you feel Cincinnati moving forward? Like, do you still have, feel safe about playing Higgins, Chase, Mixon? I don't feel safe about playing them? Chase. I don't feel safe about playing Chase at all. It's too – it's big play dependent right now. And it's just happened to be two weeks in a row. He's got that big play. I don't feel comfortable with that. Higgins, Higgins seems relatively safe right now for something for, for me. Uh, Chase though. I mean, a lot of times you're going to play him as like a third or a flex or whatever. He's good. He could get that big play. We'll see if we can get some more, you know, more targets, more catches involved with it, but the big play stuff always kind of worries me. Yep. All right, let's move over. Browns, Texans, Browns win 31, 21, Baker Mayfield, 19 of 21 for 213, a touchdown through a pick, ran a touchdown in. So an okay fantasy day for Baker. Nick Chubb runs the ball 11 times only, but gets 95 yards out of it and a touchdown. Um, he got one catch for three yards. Kareem Hunt, 13 carries. Actually had more carries than Chubb, but only turned it into 51 yards. He also had one catch for two yards. Not much going you know, on the receiving end for these guys, but it's a split in the backfield too. Chubb's Chubb's the better player though. He just is. He's he's been the better guy and he still is the better guy. Receiving wise, Jarvis goes out early, so he only had one catch for nine yards, and then it's just a mixture of different like Hunter Bryant, the tight end, Austin Hooper catches five for forty, Higgins two for twenty seven. Just just nothing really here. Just just you know, um, Felton the rookie who I kind of liked out of UCLA because he was a could play all over the place, right? Catches a. It's a 33-yard touchdown catch. It was a good play from him, but two for 51. Not really relevant, though. Yeah, just a interesting day fantasy-wise there, Chubb. You're happy you got the touchdown and the 95 yards, but you would have liked some more volume. That's the, that's the worry there, that if that's the kind of volume, that's not sustainable, most likely. That's a rough one. Yeah, and I mean, the passing game just feels non-existent. I mean, I guess good for Baker finding – kind of his pocket where he wants to be at but that is a you know it's a rough place to be if you can't pass at all there I feel like you eventually will struggle a little bit Chubb and Hunt are great um I mean what do you make of Hunt right now uh do you are do you feel safe putting him in your lineup or do you want to watch him kind of heat up a little bit more I'd still be fine Hunt's gonna get that double digit carries most of the time I'm, I'm good with playing him as like a flex on most situations, if you have them, you, you probably drafted him to be your flex, and that's probably where you're going to put him. So I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. The receiving game, though, we need to see if hopefully Odell comes back next week. That's where that's what we really need to see. If Odell comes back, that can change things. If, if, if Jarvis is there or not, we don't know. But they need Odell back, make it a little more dynamic. And that's, that's what we'll be looking for. Texans side of things, Tyrod looked great until he got hurt. 10 for 11, 125, a touchdown, ran one in. He was he had a good day. And then he gets the injury, and Davis Mills comes in. And it's 8 for 18, 102, touchdown pick. But Tyrod, if he's able to go, 
um, this week Thursday. I mean, he's he's a decent streaming option. He's like I, it's just it's very solid to what I've seen from him so far. Hopefully, the injury is not going to linger, and it's like it was a hamstring, I believe. So hopefully, it's not anything that's going to linger too long, though. But he, he looks solid while he's out there. Yeah, guy can't catch a break, but yeah, right. he does. He he's finding a way to get it done, and man, he was really efficient on top of everything else. So, yeah, he's just looking like a like a, a very solid quarterback out there, and he's not working with any you know a, a ton of people besides for maybe Brandon Cooks. I know we're jumping over the running backs, but Brandon Cooks, man, you know, yeah, I, I know we, we talk him up every once in a while. You weren't sure what was going to happen this year, but it's pretty clear they're going to force feed him the ball. 14 targets today, nine receptions, yeah. 78 yards and a touchdown. He's yeah. looked very good, and there's no one really pulling, you know, eyes away from him. So I'm, I've been very impressed with what he's been able to accomplish so far in week one and two. He got 50% of the targets today, 14 <laughs> targets. No, no other player had more than two targets. He had nine catches. No other player had more than two catches. It was David Johnson who had two, and everyone else had one. He had half their catches, half their targets. I mean, he's the he's the guy. It's, as ugly as it may be, he's the guy right now. So Because the ground game, there's just not much there. Mark Ingram's leading the way, but it's 14 for 41. David Johnson, six for 25. Philip Lindsay, five for two. There's just nothing there on the ground. So this Houston team is going to be interesting. If they don't have Tyrod this week, it's going to be ugly. It's he, he's the only thing that keeps him going. I think Davis Mills is it's gonna be an ugly game if they don't have him. It's just gonna be ugly. All right, so let's go over, over to Rams Colts. Rams win 27 24. I guess the story from here is it seems to be we've seen through two games right now. Cooper Cup is the favorite target of Matt Stafford. That's pretty clear cut right now. And move Cooper Cup up your rankings list because this guy is if this is how it's gonna be, and we've seen it for two days, two games, he's gonna have a big year. Stafford was 19 to 30, 278, two touchdowns on the pick, and Cooper Cup caught nine of those for 163 and both touchdowns. He had 11 targets there. I mean, Robert Woods had nine targets, but it seems like Cooper Cup's getting know, the better targets. Just he's getting out there because Woods was five for 64. But that's really it on the receiving side. I think Daryl Henderson caught three, Van Jefferson caught one, Higby only caught one, which is kind of disappointing. But Stafford and the Stafford to Cup connection looks like it's going to be pretty good for fantasy right now. Yeah, I'm really loving what I, uh, I'm seeing. And I feel like this is a return to kind of glory for Cup. You know, after yeah, he had right. the amazing year, then he got the knee injury and they came back, wasn't quite the guy. And and Woods kind of took over for him. But man, he is uh, he's definitely has a connection with Stafford. Stafford looks really comfortable. He looks really good in LA already. And yeah, the weird part, I don't know if, I mean, Woods is definitely in the in this scheme. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're definitely trying to get him the ball. But I don't know. It's kind of a strange one. I don't know if it's just the the play that gets dialed up just isn't as good currently, or if it's him and Stafford still aren't quite connecting at the same rate him and Cup are. I'm not sure which one it is because every time Woods gets the ball, it feels like he he doesn't really have a place to go, or you know he's uh, mm-hmm. he's you know not moving forward down the field. It's kind of like okay, throw it. I kind of have to stop, grab it. Where am I going? Coop is already like oh. Open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, yeah. Cooper Cup has got it figured out already. So I, I, I do have to say, like, Cooper Cup, we already knew that he has the talent. So if he's not like skyrocketing up your boards right now, I don't know what you're watching. You're definitely not watching the LL, LA Rams play. But um, I don't know how Woods isn't going away. He's going to catch. He's going to mm-hmm. do some, he's going to do some really nice things this year. Cooper Cup, first of all, do you assume that he's going to continue on this kind of tear? 
I think I'm, I'm, I don't see why it's going to stop it. I already ranked him this week. He was like my 13th or 12th or 13th receiver going into this week already before this day. So How, he's going to be top 10. Yeah. And I, I'm in agreement with you. The way I'm watching him do it, I really think this is sustainable. And he looks mm-hmm. really, really good with Stafford and he looks extremely healthy at the moment, too. Henderson went out of the game. They brought Sony Michelle. That's all good and fine, but it does feel like they're going to be a pass first offense. And, mm-hmm. and whoever is healthy as a running back, they're going to be the, you know, the, the people that pick up the slack. If, if people are kind of sleeping on Cooper Cup at the moment, how much would you would you be able to trade for him? Would you feel comfortable giving up some like a couple of guys that maybe had big games or have not kind of provided the value you thought they were going to? Is there anything in your mind right now where you're like, I'm going to try to go get Cooper Cup before he sustains a couple more games of this? I'm not sure what that player would be. I just don't know who's going to trade Cooper Cup right now. I mean, I feel that people will because you're going to sell high, right? I get it. Right. You're going to try to sell high, but you're going to try to get something good out of it. But if I have Cooper Cup, I don't want to trade him. I don't think you're going to. I don't. I don't see. I don't. I honestly, don't know what you're going to get for him. I. I can't see that. I don't, what I'm trying to think of players. If you someone can trade needs for a running him. back, that's that. That's yeah. where my mind immediately goes. Because you're right. Like wide receiver right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not sure who you would give up. I mean, we could talk about. We'd be jumping ship a little bit, but we could talk about Evans. He has oh, a I'd, huge. I w- I'd still trade Evans for. I'd trade Evans for Cooper Cup all day. I'd, I'd right. rob Cooper Cup over Evans. Yeah, yeah, I would too. So no, I think no. Evans is a good one because he had a big game. Yep. Um, and then I don't know if there's a running back you just desperately need to get one. They might give up Cooper Cup for, and I once again fill in the blank. I mean, I feel like every running back, no one's done extremely well. Um, but you could give them one of those high potent guys, right? Like you're going to get a lot of carries. Maybe they didn't do well, but Montgomery. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, would you Would you go that far if you if you had? The oh, if depth? I if I had Montgomery, I would trade him for Cooper Cup. Okay, yeah. So if you have the depth yeah. at, at running back, you would be willing to give up something like that. I would for sure. I definitely okay. would. Cooper Cup. He's going to sustain. I just I see this being something that's going to last all season. So, like you said, I'll say jump over to the run game. You saw Henderson did go out of the game with the injury. He had 82 total yards before that and a touchdown. He was having a solid day. Don't know what the injury is going to be here yet, but Sony Michelle came in and looked pretty good too. Actually, ten carries, forty-six yards. So we're going to wait and see what that's going to be. Colt side of things, Wentz twenty for thirty-one, two forty-seven touchdown and a pick, and he leaves with an injury, which we don't know how serious that is yet either. We'll find out. Michael Pittman had a good game after just really not much in week one. He is eight for one twenty-three, but that's with Wentz. If Wentz is hurt, don't feel as good. This might be a good sell-high opportunity on Michael Pittman. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if this is the breakout you're coming or if this is the time to sell high. It's you, well, you, you never quite know, but if you could sell them right now and get something, I might do it. Yeah. I mean, especially if Wentz, it looked like his leg got trapped behind him when, yeah. when I think it was Donald was tackling him. I don't know. I mean, that one looks more like an ankle sprain. You never know how, how bad those are going to be, but if Jacob Eason is going to be in there and, and be the starting quarterback, I agree with you. I don't think Pittman is going to be worth a whole lot. Unfortunately, he's not even a name yet. Like you have one good game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what kind of value he would bring back, but I do agree with you. I mean, but that all depends. But maybe once I I don't know. It didn't look that serious, but we'll find out. Yep. Then um Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 51 yards, one catch for two yards. Not great. Not great at all. He's only he had 56 yards rushing in game one and then 51 in game two. He had he had 60 yards receiving, at least in game one. So it made him a lot better, but the rushing, you'd like to see a little bit more rushing yards than that. No, not, not loving that. If you're a Jonathan Taylor, you know, if he's on your roster, not, not a big fan, but I'm, I'm not too yeah. worried yet. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm not over. I, I do think that we gotta get that offensive line healthy yep. again. And I mean, yep. nothing is gonna help if once it's hurt at the moment. But yeah, yep. I'm I'm not panicking quite yet on him. Then uh, let's go over to Buffalo, Miami. Buffalo shuts him out, thirty-five nothing. Josh Allen. There we go. That's Miami. We love, love. right? Josh Allen get, throws for only only 179 yards, but two touchdowns, a pick, five carries, 35 yards. Not a, not a massive fantasy day. He hasn't really put together that yet, but I guess it wasn't needed today. Devin Singletary, 13 carries, 82 yards, boosted by a 46 yard touchdown run. He's had two solid days in a row. But Zach Moss comes in and he's the goal line guy. Yet two touchdowns for Zach Moss. That's just what he's going to do. And just when, yeah, just when you yeah. thought that. Yeah, just when you thought that maybe you could figure out a way to use one of these guys, they yeah. come in and do this. I mean, how? No. What What are you feeling? I mean, Zach Moss being the goal line guy seems to be. If If Josh Allen gets back on track to what he was doing last year, does he yeah. seem like the safer bet? How are you going? Because once again, I don't want to fall into the same trap I did last year, where I, I do think that Devin Singletary, when given the opportunity, looks pretty good. But we've fallen into this before where you think he's going to do that. And then Josh Allen starts moving around back there, running a little more. And it completely, you know, takes away all of Singletary's possible value. And then on top of that, they put in Moss on the one yard line. How are you looking at this? Has anything changed? Can you use these guys? Who would you rather have? I don't want to use either. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want either. Even with Singletary, take away that 46 yard run. It's 12 for 36. And it's, there's not much there. And Moss is stealing those touchdowns. I guess in a pinch, I'd rather have Moss because you think he's going to get a possible goal line carry. But, I mean, you feel like at some point these are going to go to Josh Allen. They just haven't yet. Those two today didn't. But don't I don't I don't love this run game. I don't. Even if Singletary's looked okay, I, I, don't, I don't want a part of it. I, I mean, in bye weeks, I guess you're going to have to. But Singletary, I guess, is going to – you'd think he'd get more carries. But, man, he's just not going to get any goal line work. He has to bust a long run to get a touchdown. I just don't. I don't like that. I don't like it. I would probably rather go Zach Moss just because of the potential touchdown, and I don't feel good about that one either, though. So Dolphin side, we know there's not going to be much to talk about here. <laughs> they get shut out. Tua gets hurt. It's a rib injury. Don't know yet how serious. We'll find out if he's going to be able to come back or not. Didn't didn't look great. Miles Gaskin five carries for 25 yards. Catches four for 21. Not much going for Miles Gaskin this year so far. So if you drafted him, should have listened to me. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> not only not only that, but I mean, they spread it out. I mean, obviously they couldn't run the ball very efficiently or why would they? Because yeah. they were down so quickly. But, you know, you're and maybe that's why. Maybe you're just like, why use Gaskin right now? But five carries for Gaskin, five carries for Brown, six carries for Ahmed. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It does not look very good on that front. Nope. Jalen Waddle catches six balls for 48. Parker, five for 42. Mike Gusecki, three for 41. Gusecki doesn't seem like it's happening. Just not. <laughs> well, not no, I mean, that. that's the thing. This, I mean, I don't know what to think. I mean, Brissett can be okay. We saw him be okay on, on the Colts, but it's nothing to get excited about. We weren't very excited about Tua, you know, to on at the get-go, especially with what is going on right now. Is there anyone on Miami currently that you would be able to start even at a flex next week? I mean, I guess you probably can still start asking. He's getting, if they're winning, he's going to get carries and he's going to catch some balls. 
So he's still a guy you can play, I guess. It just I just don't love that. Don't feel good about it. He, I was going to say, I mean, he only had 25 yards rushing, but he did have four catches for 21 yards. Obviously yeah. not great, but at least there's some production there. Yeah. Jeff, I don't know if you see this, but the Travis Kelsey just caught a 46-yard touchdown. Mm. So. And I'm officially down then. <laughs> I think that, you're, you're down by 21 points now. That was the quickest turnaround. <laughs> that is the worst stack of all time. I'm playing a guy that has uh, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. So I was just waiting for my my lead to diminish. But that's okay. I have Kelsey in another league, so we'll find out. Maybe I'll, I'll get lucky on that one. It was a rough day. It was a rough day. Was, well, I started off really hot in week one. Week two has been whew, a gut punch. You haven't even seen the second half yet of this game, have you? I haven't. No, Byron, it really Pringle. Byron Pringle caught a 40-yard touchdown. Then Marquise Brown caught a 42-yard touchdown. Then Kelsey caught a 46-yard touchdown. It's been an interesting oh, second half. <laughs> it's been yeah, way something. different than the first. <laughs> All right, let's go Patriots-Jets. Not as exciting as this uh, <laughs> Ravens-Chiefs game. Patriots get the win, 25-6. to six. The Jets look terrible. Mac Jones, 22 for 30, 186. No touchdowns, no picks. Didn't have to do much there. Damian Harris runs the ball 16 times for 62 yards and a touchdown. One of those was great. Like he was just a ridiculous carry. He looked awesome on that. He's definitely the guy there. Stevenson was not even active the day after last week. Doesn't surprise me after that fumble and then just getting blown up on a trying to block. It did not, it was not shocked to see that. I know, that's that's a rough one though. Yeah. <laughs> the healthy scratch. Yeah, you knew that. I, I just had a feeling after last week. James White led the led the um, Patriots in receiving with six catches for 45. Jacoby Myers, four for 38. Jonu Smith, four for 28. Hunter Henry, two for 42. Aguilar, three for 21. It's all getting spread around. The only guy of, that you really want in fantasy is Damian Harris or possibly James White then, especially in PPR. James White in PPR is still good. But, Damian, you don't want the receivers. You don't even really – I don't think you even want these tight ends necessarily. We'll see if Jonu or somebody comes out. But as of right now – it's hard to play a lot of those guys. Damian Harris, they'll play him. Feel good about it. So I know you're liking the Damian Harris, even though it's only sixty some yards. It still, feel you feel it, it feels pretty solid, especially where you were getting him in drafts. Jet side of things, ugly day for Zach Wilson. Nineteen for thirty-three, two ten, four picks. But I said, okay, the pay, I'm not gonna like people are already like writing him off for his career for this. Like, hey, it's settled down. Peyton Manning threw six picks in his first two games. And threw 11 in his first four so yeah let's just uh, it wasn't good but let's just settle down yeah and yeah exactly like way way like first of all the Patriots do have a a very good defense I mean yeah. it's it was on full display they got a lot of guys back they're you know they're intact um welcome to the NFL buddy like I, there you, I, go. you know what I mean trial by fire you knew that this was not going to be smooth sailing uh no not what he was hoping for but you also at least you knew where he was trying to go with the ball it was ugly, really ugly, but, you know, mm-hmm. one gets batted up, one goes through the hands of, of someone. The other two, he was trying to force it because they were down. You totally get where he was trying to do. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, it was. it's just one of those where if you're a New York fan, a Jets fan, you have to just be like, not again, not again. But, right. you know, settle down. I, I think that you guys are on the right track still. But we all knew that, like, you're not starting these guys right now. The only... Uh, the only like cold water was the fact that even when they were getting blown out, they were not able to get it to Corey Davis. He had a bad game. That is the only like thing that kind of bums me out about the Jets right now because nothing else, you know, you're not, you're kind of like, okay, 
who could I use in the second half of the year? Maybe that's kind of what you're looking at, right? With Michael Carter and whatnot, which actually had a he didn't Michael get Carter's to make it worthwhile, but he's looking we'll better. See. We'll see what this if this translates to anything in the future for Michael Carter. He had what 88 total yards in this thing, so yeah, it's a solid and, day. 11 carries, 59 yards. He looked he looked fine. So we'll see. Let's we'll see if that turns anything. It's hard though with this offense just being so bad. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, without a doubt. But once again, who can you use in the future? And I don't know. What do you feel about Corey Davis? Obviously, I'm I don't think it's going to be this bad going forward. So I'm fine. I still think Corey Davis is going to be good. It's just the Patriots are tough, a tough team to play against, especially for a rookie quarterback. They really are. Yeah. Rookie quarterback. Belichick was licking his lips ready for him. But yep, I'm I'm not too concerned yet. We'll see. We'll see next week. But um, right now I'm fine with it. 49ers, Eagles, 49ers win 17 to 11. This was uh, not much offense in this game. Garoppolo, 22 of 30, 189, a touchdown. Elijah Mitchell led the way for the 49ers on the ground with 17 carries, but only 42 yards. He got hurt at one point. He got a uh, got refer- touchdown reverse, which was disappointing. Hasty yeah. comes in, gets hurt. Trey Sermon gets his first carry and just gets knocked out. Fumbles the ball. Well, actually, they reversed the fumble. They actually got the fumble, but gets knocked out. Everyone's hurt. They're all hurt. They're just all hurt. I mean, you could have you could have written it better for San Fran. Like we're we're always talking about who is it going to be, and all three of the guys get hurt in pretty much the same half almost. Like it was it was ridiculous. Elijah Mitchell. I know that he was a big pickup. I, I you know, it, it's a rough one. It's just that you can't tell how good he is quite yet. Only two and a half yards per carry does not sound very good, but the numbers don't like really reflect it. Cause as you made, I think people have to keep in perspective. He did actually make a good play. It got reversed and he also got hurt during this game. So the fact that he He came came back back out and he got 17 carries, I still feel pretty, like pretty good about it. Um, I don't well, know. And the what, Eagles, and then, Eagles shut down the Falcons last week, so the Eagles might just have a good defense too. Yeah, you, we, I think you know. they, I think they do. Yep. And and they did because they they shut down the best wide receiver in the NFL, Debo Samuel. Uh, <laughs> they didn't shut him down really, but six catches for ninety three yards. He came back down to earth. Still a good output. Didn't get in the end zone, but ninety yards. Does this kind of bolster you thinking that this is going to be a good long term play? I. I hope so. I you know it actually with the 49ers in the run game. I just want to bring this up. Jeff Wilson, I think, is going to be the guy to own on this team. <laughs> I really do. I love it. We're going like, we're going like, we talked about like five different like running backs already yeah. through like the first yeah. two weeks. I think Jeff Wilson's actually going to end up being the guy, and he's not back to like week seven or eight. But Jeff Wilson's like the end of season pickup, I think, at this point. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this team. Debo Samuel, I like. Debo Samuel is going to, I think, be really good for this team for the rest of the year. Because even in a game with no offense, he's actually the one guy who's able to do something with 101 total yards. But yeah, 49. This is, I think, this is just going to be. I think it's just one of those games that our offense just wasn't there for anybody. Hey, Brandon Ayuk actually got a catch once for six, but I don't know. Elijah Mitchell, I still, if I have Elijah Mitchell, which I do, I feel okay about next week as long as that shoulder isn't too bad we got to see what that injury is i mean he came back so you can't think it's going to be too terrible right so oh yeah you would think all right eagle side here hurts 12 for 23 190 no touchdowns no picks but he ran for one um 10 carries for 82 yards there we go there's that floor that we talked about with hurts and why we love it is 
The yep. passing was not there today for him. Terrible passing day, but he gets that 82 yards and a touchdown to make it all worth it. That's like two, you know, that's just, that's, that's why you get a player like Jalen Hurts. The bad days still yep. are good days for fantasy. Miles Sanders, 13 for 55. Quez Watkins caught with that one ninety-one yard catch. It was not even a touchdown. It's crazy to get a 91 yard reception and you don't even get a touchdown, but he, so his, his numbers look huge with 117 yards, but it's only two catches. Goddard, only two for 24. Gainwell, two for 18. Devontae Smith, two for 16. Not a lot here offensively. It was just a, just a tough game for everybody in this. But Jalen Hurts, I feel good about him. Dallas Goddard, how do you feel about Dallas Goddard? I know you have Dallas Goddard on a few teams. Yeah, I mean, right now it's worrisome. It's only a two-game sample. He caught a touchdown the first week. This one, I mean, they just didn't get it going. San Fran... You would like to believe that they do have a good defense. So, you know, you kind of temper that expectation. But I don't like the fact that Jalen Hurts couldn't get anything going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it does worry me a little bit. But who are you going to go to? Once again, it turns into that. Tight ends, I mean, even Kittle on the other side of the ball did worse than Goddard. So I'm not sure exactly how much to panic. It that, And that's why someone like Kelsey is so, so incredible to own, right? Or... Right. You know, we'll end up eventually talk about Gronk. Like, is he actually back? He's catching touchdowns like they're going out of style. So once again, I mean, it kind of it, it is very reminiscent of last year. Of if you have a tight end that is, you know, I mean, there's so few tight ends you can rely on. Everything else becomes TD dependent, and that's what we're saying. And Goddard didn't catch yeah. a touchdown this week, so it yeah. is what it is at the moment. But I, I don't have any words of wisdom past that. <laughs> it's Pretty just much what it is so far. Hope for a touchdown. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Raiders Steelers game here. Raiders go two and zero with a good win, twenty six seventeen. Derek Carr, twenty eight for thirty seven, three eighty two, two touchdowns. This guy's making himself fantasy relevant right here. Two games in a row. I uh, it's it's a it's a thing now. And this is with no Josh Jacobs in there. He had no run game to speak of. Because Peyton Barber led the way with thirteen for thirty two. Kenny Drake. That's a, that's a crazy thing. Josh Jacobs doesn't play, and you think everyone thinks, oh, it's Kenny Drake, right? No, it's Peyton Barber. And then Kenyon Drake was seven for nine. That was terrible. But the thing with Derek Carr playing this well, it, it's Henry Ruggs as well. Five for 113 in a touchdown. Henry Ruggs is becoming a thing here in his, in his second year. Well, finally, finally, they got him down the field. He finally gets yeah. that long touchdown. You know, get it out of the way. Thank goodness. And I, before we move off Carr, I do just want to say he did it against two good defenses, too, for the yeah. most part. So yeah. that, I mean, that's even more impressive. He's not doing it against just no namers pit i mean they they looked really good last week and you know it's not like they let up a ton of points i mean it was 26 but they're good so Derek carr i mean hats off to him he is definitely doing it and he's spreading the ball around a ton i mean everyone's yeah, starting one, to get involved this, which is very different this was the weird one compared to last week where it was just throw every single ball to darren waller <laughs> and this week it wasn't that it, Waller had seven targets. So did rug. So did Renfro Drake had six targets. So Drake, yeah, I didn't get anything on the ground, but he did catch five for 46. Brian Edwards, three for 40. He actually had a touchdown call back. It would have been a lot better day for him, but I, I like this from, from the Raiders. It's kind of cr- it's surprising to see, but rugs, I like seeing this from rugs that the guy can play and, and he get those big plays. It's kind of, it's cool to see. And that's huge because you would love to be able yep. to put him in your lineup because he is such a huge play waiting to happen. And yep. the fact that it looks like they're finally putting him into the scheme and, and, and they're able to move the ball. I mean, as, I think it's two games in a row where he's had, what, 300? 
I could be wrong. I don't have the week one in front of me, but I think he went over 350. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr did so. last week. So, I mean, he went 382 this week. They're starting to put up some some numbers as far as passing. So Ruggs is a viable option now out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you feel. Like, do you feel okay? Is he a flex guy for you? Or is he wait one more week? How, how do you feel about that? I'd probably put him in as flex if I needed to next week. I would I would do it if it's, it you know, I don't know. It depends on who you're going up against. But from what I've seen in two games against good teams, why not? Why not throw him in there? Take it. You get that big play chance. I, I'm I'm good with trying it. He, you know, you're not maybe going to expect a ten catches, and you're going to be real safe. But he's going to get you some big plays possibly. So I'm I'd throw him in there. Then for the Steelers, Roethlisberger twenty-seven to forty, two ninety-five touchdown, a pick. Najee Harris ten carries, only thirty-eight yards out of that, but he saves the day with his five catches of forty-three and a touchdown. So he gets he's he's the he's the only running back. So it's not looking great on the ground maybe through two games, but. He's getting all the work and he's making, he's going to be good in fantasy because of that. Juju Smith Schuster actually did run a touchdown in. Uh, Deontay Johnson led the way with nine for 105, but I think he got hurt on like the last play of the game. So we got to see what that injury is going to be. Claypool, three for 70. Juju, six for 41. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what the Deontay Johnson injury is. That's going to make it interesting. But Najee Harris, he's going to get all the work here. If you got him as your running back, too, I think you feel okay because. Just going to get a lot of work. And that's sometimes all you need. Like we've talked about a few guys now. Mixon, Montgomery, they're getting all the carries. It might not be pretty, but, you know, they're going to get you something. All right, let's go Panthers Saints. So this one's weird. Panthers win 26-7. Saints dominate Packers last week. And coming to this, don't do anything. I'm going to start with the bad, the losing team on this one because Jameis, this was my worry with Jameis. I worried that last week was so unsustainable because it was low volume in five touchdowns off very like a small amount of recent or passes. And my worry is what happens when he doesn't get touchdowns. And guess what? This is what happens. 11 for 22, 111, two picks. He, he did run a touchdown in to save, to not save your day. It's still bad, but to make it so you're not like getting almost negative points from him. That's ugly, ugly day for Jameis. Nothing, not good. And just oh, ugly. And in turn, it's the whole team. Alvin Kamara, eight carries, five yards. Four catches, 25 yards. Okay. And I don't want to, maybe I pulled off the gas a little bit last week. I, I was kind of like, yeah, know, because if Jameis was the, that was the whole thing. If, if Taysom mm -hmm. Hill was the one that was going to be quarterback, um, uh, how many times I will mm -hmm. say this, but it really made me worry about the production of Kamara around the goal line and whatnot. Um, Jameis, I don't, I'm not sure what to take on this. I mean, I think maybe Carolina is actually decent. I have no idea. I'm so confused at the last couple of games on this one, mm -hmm. but uh, in Kamara, you're not moving away from him. Don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's time to no. panic because you're not going to no, get, uh, you can't ever get enough for him, but it is a real worry because what if Jameis does this one more time, how quickly, like how short of a leash do you think that Jameis would have before they start putting Taysom Hill in there for at least, you know, I, I don't want to say trick plays, but uh, a, a certain selection of here, you're going to get these 20 snaps during the game, 10 snaps, whatever it may be. I, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about that? Because Alvin Kamara needs yeah. a, a steady dose in the passing game for sure. And then usually, you know, you get him 10, 10 carries. I mean, they don't usually give him a ton, but 10, 15 carries and he can, he can do some stuff with it. But if you're not moving the ball at all, you know, Alvin Kamara is not going to be the guy that grinds it out. He's not a chub. So how, how are you feeling currently after watching this very, very strange 
week one and week two. And like you said, it wasn't like week one was spectacular. It wasn't like they got a ton of yards. It was just that they were so efficient. Yeah. And I don't think they'll, Sean Payne's going to take much of this before he tries out Taysom Hill, try something different. And I don't think it'll be much right now. There's just nobody to throw the ball to other than Kamara for um, Winston. Marcus Callaway is not becoming a thing right now in the, in the regular season. And there's just no one to throw the ball to. There's nothing there. So I don't know. It's not going to, it won't last long if this is how this offense is going to look. It's just not pretty. I don't know what week one was. We're going to see what tomorrow night, what the Packers are that gets the Lions. That's an interesting part, too. I just don't know what that was. That just yeah, if, the, if the Lions flip. end up winning that game, then we yeah. just know that things have yeah. gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, what about Carolina, who maybe is just good? Uh, Sam Darnold, 26 for 38, 305, two touchdowns a pick. You know, solid day for Darnold. He's had two solid outings in a row for especially for fantasy just two solid days McCaffrey 24 carries only 72 yards out of that three yards of carry that looks ugly but he gets a touchdown and he catches five for 65 so he just he just puts up fantasy numbers doesn't matter he just does DJ Moore eight catches 79 yards a touchdown solid day there Robbie Anderson only three for 38 so definitely DJ Moore is the top receiver here but Christian McCaffrey is just going to get it done but and Sam Darnold, he's become he's put himself into the streaming conversation already. If he can play like that, but maybe we'll see. Maybe the Panthers are good. I think they do they play. They might play uh, Thursday night. I think maybe a Panthers Texans Thursday night. So could be actually an interesting game to watch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I you know let's hope that Tyrod is playing and not Mills. But you know, yeah, I don't know. Sam, Sam Darnold could put himself three games in a row having really nice. I mean, they handed yeah. the keys to the castle to him right away too, which I was very surprised at. Like he had thirty eight passing attempts does it help yeah. that you do have christian mccaffrey and and uh, you know you get free yards sure but he has looked way better than he ever did in new york so yep. you know i mean hats off to him i wasn't expecting him to kind of have this production through two weeks so you know i mean maybe maybe yep. i don't want to i'm not quite ready to say put throw him in your lineup but i just feel good for the guy yep all right broncos jacksonville broncos win 23 13 they go two and oh Bridgewater has been steady for him, 26-34, 328, two touchdowns. Just really good, solid day. And the beneficiary of that today was Cortland Sutton. Without Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton finally plays like, you know, we thought before the injury he could possibly do. Nine catches, 159 yards, really solid day. The touchdowns go to Tim Patrick and Noah Fant, but Cortland Sutton, he's the clear number one until Judy's back, that's for sure. And he looked, he looked really good. So it's good to see. Then on the ground, Javante Williams, 13 carries, 64 yards. Melvin Gordon, 13 carries, 31 yards. So that's what you get. That split is still there. Um, Melvin Gordon caught two passes for 38. Williams, one for 10. Javante Williams, in my mind, I feel like he's going to take this backfield over the second half of the season. I think the guy's good. Melvin Gordon's going to be a part of it, but Javante Williams, I think, is going to get keep getting more and more. At least I maybe that's my hopeful. <laughs> I'm being hopeful there. But I think Javante Williams is getting more opportunity, looking really good. I'm, I'm a yeah. fan. I do think that uh, Javante Williams, I don't think he'll, it won't be a split. I think it'll be more 60, 40, 70, yeah. 30 type of deal by the time we get to the end of the year. Uh, I think Javante Williams just looks better on the ground. But Melvin Gordon does have quite a bit to offer. He's found a way to produce in the passing game. He hasn't had a lot of targets, but at the same time, both weeks he's done okay. And he showed that he could rip off a long run. So he's not he's not out of the picture yet. But I do, you know, he's in, he's in a little bit of older running back now. Not saying a whole lot because you know running backs get old when they're like mm-hmm. twenty five. But but uh, 
Yeah, I guess the the biggest question is going to be like, do they will they use Melvin Gordon along the goal line like later on? So yeah. there's a lot to wonder about. But Javante Williams is looking good, so that is that's what you want to see. And and like you said, Cortland Sutton is the the big one here. You wanted to make sure he was back, and and I think this is like the mm-hmm. welcome back to the land of the living. You're over your injury. You have somewhat like a quarterback that is capable enough of getting you it. And right now he's just getting the job done. Uh, Yep. He's just making smart plays and, and Jacksonville is, you know, they are what they are currently. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence for them, 14 to 33, a touchdown and two picks. Uh, not good. James Robinson, 11 carries 47 yards. He had three catches for 17 yards. So, he, you know, he, he wasn't like he was bad. It's just, he's not, this isn't the same opportunity as last year. It did feel good. like, it did feel like urban Meyer was like fine. <laughs> like we'll, we'll get him. you a few more like yeah. fine i don't know like i don't care <laughs> there you yeah, go yeah it's just james robinson miles gaskin i hope people don't have too much of that out there sorry and are you Not, i mean at this point too are you completely giving up on any hope on on the on any wide receiver on on jacksonville pretty much Chanel gets gets hurt in this one so you don't know what's going to go on there chark one for 19 he, he got what a touchdown last week nothing this week i don't feel good about that marvin jones is probably gonna be the most consistent one here 655 a touchdown today he's probably gonna be the most consistent but i'll just say i don't want anything to do with this past game right now trevor lawrence might have potential but it's just not it's this this isn't the team for that right now just it's not looking good so I'll, i just try to stay away how about next up Cardinals, Vikings, Cardinals win 34-33 because the Vikings miss a 37-yard field goal at the as time expired. It's a terrible way to lose. Kyler, 29-36, 400 yards, three touchdowns, one on the ground as well. But he threw two picks, but that's the Kyler experience right there, right? Just amazing fantasy day. And that's just yeah, awesome, awesome fantasy day for Kyler Murray. They don't have to run the ball much. Edmonds, 8 for 46. Connor, 8 for 26. Because Kyler's just going to do it all right. But I think the big – some of the big deal in this one, Rondell Moore, awesome day. I mean, this was one of my targets before the draft. I love Rondell Moore. I didn't think this was the situation where it was going to work out, like, great for him because there's a lot of guys ahead of him. But yeah, not doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. No, I didn't – that was the thing. I liked the talent. But going to this situation, they had – you know, you had DeAndre Hopkins. You had Christian Kirk. You had A.J. Green ahead of him. I was just like, I don't know if it's going to happen, but seven for 114 and a touchdown. I'm, I love that. And we'll see if it continues. I mean, a 77 yarder really boosts that too, but targets are there. So I like, I like that a lot. And then was it uh, Max Williams, seven for 94? Where'd that come from? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what I do love about Arizona right now. First of all, if you have Kyler, you're just like, yes, because he's right. going to keep you in every week. I mean, he is just playing MVP caliber football at the moment. Yep. Yeah, I mean, especially fantasy wise. And um, and they're just spreading the ball around. He is. They're not locking into one guy. They're making it very difficult for anyone to guard him. So it, if you keep throwing for 400 yards, a lot of these guys are going to be possibly, you, know, you could throw them in your lineup. Which ones do you really feel comfortable week in, week out right now? I mean, is it <laughs> is it only Hopkins? And then after that, you're, you're kind of taking your life in your own hands? Or I, because, I think I mean, Hopkins, yeah. I say Hopkins is the only one you like feel great with. Um. Even this was only like, what, four for 50-something and a touchdown? I think Rondale Moore is going to have value. I really do. I don't feel great about putting him in the lineup quite yet, maybe, at a flex. But I think his – if I see another week from Rondale Moore, I'm going to feel better about it. Christian Kirk is going to be, I think, Christian Kirk. He had a good week last week. Okay, three catches this week for 65. 
I mean, really, as of right now, though, funny thing, it's, as good as his offense is, Hopkins is the only guy you feel comfortable playing. Yeah, right. and that's the thing, though. He's, they spread the ball around so much. I mean, it's really cool to watch, but any of them could put up numbers, so at least you have, like, options. You have a streaming option of these guys because, I mean, really, I mean, even A.J. Green, three for 44 and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, four for 54 and a touchdown. Christian Kirk, three for 65. Max Williams, seven for 94. Let's wait and find out if that's actually a thing. And then Rondell Moore comes out of nowhere and, and seven for 114 and a touchdown. So they're all over the place. But I, I think these are the guys you have to like to look into. Rondell Moore is obviously going to be a waiver pickup for a lot of people. Should people be leaning into AJ Green or or Max Williams as well, as far as like yeah. waivers or or anything to worry about? I wouldn't, I'd stay away from those guys. Okay. I, I don't want anything to do with them right now. For Minnesota, Cousins, 22 of 32, 244, three touchdowns. Look, they really they got a hot start, slowed it down a little bit, and then blew it and should have won the game. But Cousins was good if you used him as a streamer this week. Delvin Cook, 22 of 131, no touchdowns, but he looked great. And he, he got hurt in that thing. We'll see if that lingers, what, what that's going to mean for next week. But I think he should be fine, hopefully. KJ Osborne had the most receptor or most yards for them today. Five for 91. That's two days and two games in a row. KJ Osborne has been a relevant uh, number three receiver for them. And he gets a touchdown out of this one. He's an interesting one to look at. I mean, I don't love playing third receivers, like I said, but it's interesting. He's had two solid days in a row. So not bad. Justin Jefferson, six for 65, a touchdown. Thielen, only six for 39, but he gets touchdowns, right? So. That he there does. He keeps catching touchdowns, so keep putting him in your lineup. It seems like they have another option now this year. KJ Osborne doesn't. I mean, that's two days in a row, or two games in a row. So we'll see if that takes away from anybody else. About Bucks, Falcons, and Tampa. Big day here. Forty-eight to twenty-five win. Tom Brady at forty-four years old is ridiculous. Twenty-four for thirty-six, two hundred and seventy-six yards, five touchdowns. That's just ridiculous. Five touchdowns. Not much in the run game. Let's get, I mean, Fournette 11 for 52 and Jones 6 for 27. So the receiving game, Evans 5 for 75, two touchdowns. Godwin 4 for 62, a touchdown. Gronk 4 for 39, two touchdowns. That's I mean, pretty pretty good there. I mean, if he throws five touchdowns a game and can sustain all these guys. Gronk, though, I love seeing that from Gronk. He's definitely looking for him. And Evans, I had a feeling to be looking for Evans. You don't want to have two games in a row. You don't want Evans to start, you know, feeling left out of this offense. So get the ball to him. But, wow, Tampa's pretty good, I would say. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, Brady is killing it. Gronk is such a great tight end if you you were able to grab him. Because he was, I mean, he was on yep. waivers, I believe, last week. I know you picked him up in, in a couple of leagues. So that is a really feel-good one. The one question you do have to ask is, I mean, obviously, if they have five touchdowns, they can sustain everybody. But mm-hmm. because they have so many weapons, someone did get left out today, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Well, how, gonna I mean, how It's going to happen. It's, I think it's going to yeah, happen I mean, from game to game so with these guys. And is that going to be the thing is like Godwin you feel very safe with, and then Mike Evans and Antonio Brown are going to be kind of up and down? Yeah, I is think that that's how it's going to be. But is that how you see it? It's not a round yeah, robin or anything like that. That's that's pretty much right. But I think and then Gronk's going to rely on those touchdowns, and that's where I think it's going to be. I think it's they're they're going to get a lot of a lot of opportunities. Just I don't know. There's so many guys that throw the ball to. It's not always even you know they score 48 points and still can't sustain everybody. 
like last week they had they couldn't sustain Evans, but this week it was it was Antonio Brown. So every week it might just be somebody. You just don't know when that's going to be, right? I guess play them all, just play them all, right, and just hope it's their week, right? That's pretty much all you can do. Play them all and feel feel decent about it. I'd say. Yeah, until the until the Bucks throw up um, an egg. No, I mean until they do right. what, like the Saints did or something. You don't have to worry about it. I mean. It, yeah, it'd be it's worth the risk. So I'm not I'm not overly worried about it. Uh, Falcons, Matt Ryan, 35 of 46, 300 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Mike Davis, nine carries, 38 yards, seven for 25. I guess if you're in PPR, Mike Davis saved your day with those seven catches, but he's just not really it. But Cordell Patterson, seven carries, 11 yards, but a touchdown caught five for 58 to touch on Cordell Patterson's interesting. He is playing a lot. So he's just a, he could, he could get himself into flex, you know, conversation at some point here. I don't know if it's quite there yet, but he's definitely on the radar. So. Yeah. Very I'll, interesting. If yeah. you're going to use him on both sides, you know, wide yeah, receiver and, and running back. Yeah. <clears throat> very interesting. And, and it was good to see, Hey, the two people you actually care about Ridley and Pitts, they look good today. They they got back on track a little bit. We weren't yeah. expecting Atlanta to win, but hey, I mean, Calvin Ridley, seven for 63 in the touchdown. Kyle Pitts, five for 73. As far as tight ends go, that is pretty good numbers. And Kelvin Ridley for with the touchdown, they're going to make sure that he gets his numbers. So I, I feel like this was a very good thing to see after that really slow offensive start last week. Yeah. I, I think this no. is exactly what you were kind of like, okay, that, that's what I expected. I'll say one thing. I don't know if the Bucks' defense is as good right now this year as they were in that end of the year run because Falcons did nothing last week, and then did decent. We'll see. We'll see if this is a thing or not. Because then Dallas, I say Dallas is the next game we'll talk about. They they had all kinds of offense against the Bucks, and then nothing this week. I mean, very little this week. Yeah, compared to that. So we'll see. We'll see if the Bucks. I mean, I'm not going to look too much into that. But for fantasy wise, I hope their defense isn't that good. Just, yeah, and this, it's gonna be more shootouts. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And I, I do have to say this: a lot of teams will, you know, when you're beating up on a team, it's very, it's very unusual to see like a, a shutout. I know we, we, we saw it with a couple of like the Saints had a really bad game, and I know the Dolphins got shut out. But overall, usually when you're here, you take your foot off the gas. You have other people in. You will allow them in the second half to score a few points. And I think it sounds really bad to say, kind of, but I think that's where like Ridley. We'll we'll get that like a couple of those gimmies, and that's gonna be really important for Ridley owners. <laughs> so we'll right. see. Um, I don't know. And also, it's very difficult because week one and two, this is where you're you're still trying to figure out what team is what, what do they do well, what don't they do, how much is game plan, how much is one particular player just going off. Mm-hmm. This week was way different than week one. So we're we're still kind of in the dark as far as what defenses are going to do what, what offense are, are going to perform well week in, week out. And I think this is a perfect example of it because this game and then, you know, if we want to jump over to Dallas Chargers, yeah. uh, not what you expected at all either. I thought this Dallas Chargers game was going to be a lot more points than this. Ends up being a Dallas win 20 to 17 with the last second field goal. I thought there's going to be yeah, a lot more offense here, but Dak – only 237 yards, no touchdowns. That's the surprise. But I mean, an, an incredible surprise. <laughs> Not one touchdown. Um, yeah. man, after talking him up last week and, and knowing what he did in the first few weeks of last year, you know, I don't think I was the only one to think, oh, he's guaranteed like two touchdowns a week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that'd be like the low. Um, I don't know if they figured out what to do in order to keep him from that, but 
Yeah, he didn't look all that good. And he, I mean, he was efficient too. That was the crazy part. They yeah. were keeping everything in front of him 23 hey. for 27, but no touchdowns and interception. They ran the ball a lot in this one. Tony Pollard, 13 carries for 109 and a touchdown. Zeke, 16 for 71 touchdown. That's an interesting thing to see how this plays out with between Zeke and Tony Pollard. Uh, yeah, split? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll this, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, we'll see if that's something to watch for. Tony Pollard also caught three balls. Uh, Zeke caught two. It was really a, a split there. I don't know what the snap count was. I'll have to see if that was – I mean, if that really was a true split, but interesting. CeeDee Lamb, 8 for 81. Amari Cooper, 3 for 24. But that's Amari Cooper. That's the Amari Cooper experience for you, right? I, I know. It's like I Mike Evans. Wanna, it's like Mike Evans. It's like you're going to get the big games and you're going to get that. He's going to look like in, the best receiver in the league sometimes. I don't want to go in on Amari quite yet because when you are not when you don't throw a touchdown and you only for, throw for 237 yards, it, no, you know, not too many people are going to look good. But yeah. I don't know. In, in your mind, is that is that just – solidify that cd lamb is going to be a, a safer option week in it week out seems like it yeah and amari cooper is gonna have some big games and then do nothing i don't know what the deal is with amari why that happens but it just does time to time yeah then for the chargers herbert 31 of 41 338 touchdown two picks eckler nine carries for 55 yards they didn't really get much on the ground so that's it but nine catches so no worries right last week of the yeah. fluke it was, it was a bounce back Thank Keenan Allen, nine targets, nine catches. Well, that is, Keenan that is Allen, so huge to see. <laughs> all right. Then Keenan Allen gets 108 yards, but it's not his normal like 10 catches for 108 yards. He does it off four, which is not a Keenan Allen day. Mike Williams is looking pretty good, too. They're, Seven for 91 touchdown. He's starting to look like a player. Yeah, without after a doubt. like that, five that, years. <laughs> that's probably the biggest news because he's, he's a very big part of their game plan. They're giving yep. him a lot of targets. I think it's double digit in the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's looking very, very good. I mean, I I get to the point where he's going to shoot up my rankings quite a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Really, two weeks is all I need to see, and especially with this type of thing, it it really looks like, hey, this is our game plan. Yeah. Allen, Williams, Eckler, everyone else, fend for yourselves. We'll mm-hmm. run it a little bit, but really, those are the three guys we're going to go to. And and we all know Herbert can sling the ball. He didn't have a very good game this week, but he still threw 41 times for 338 yards. Yep. So I think that all three of those guys will be very playable moving forward. And you already knew that about Allen, obviously, but Mike Williams yeah. was a question mark and Eckler. We wanted to make sure that they, they were going to throw him in the back into the, you know, 10, 10 targets a game, which, you know, he got nine. So that's all I yeah, need to say. I think Eckler is going to be very safe. All right. One last game we got here. Titans, Seahawks, Titans win in overtime, 33 to 30. Tannehill was 27 of 40 for 347, but no touchdowns. So that doesn't help. But Derrick Henry, 35 carries, 182 yards, six catches, 55 yards. Massive day for Derrick Henry. And it was mainly in the second half where he starts to wear people down. And that was the difference last week. This is the difference, I guess. Last week the Titans were down so much they couldn't just they could not keep running with Henry and let them run like wear down the defense and do this. This week they kept it closer. They were able to still run the ball. And look what happens. He had 13 carries for 35 yards at halftime. He was doing nothing until no. the second half. And, and that's, I know they, said, they keep it close. He's going he's gonna to do this if they keep it close. And I know you said keep it close, but, I mean, you know, at halftime, it yeah. was kind of looking like it was, it was going the wrong direction again. You know, it was it, exactly it was starting like, to. like last week. Yeah. And so if, I'm, it, I'm glad if it had, it would have been – it, it could have got ugly if it Seahawks come out and got a bigger lead there. But it, I, this is what happens if the they, other if story, keep it decent. 
Exactly. And and what I mean, that is such a huge game. I I was playing him in one of my leagues, so just hats off. What can I do? <laughs> like, you know, he's yep. gonna score 40. Um, but hey, Julio Jones got into the mix finally. We, yep. we said not to worry about it. This is what he can do. Six catches, 128 yards. Great. AJ Brown, a little upsetting, three for 43. No touchdown this time. Um, that's usually where his kind of bread and butter is. They get the win. Tannehill, once again, did not per- perform the way you want him to. How, how do you feel about that one? Because Tannehill is starting to worry me a little bit. They do not a win. Maybe they get a little bit on track, but it's definitely the Derrick Henry show. If anyone is able to slow him down a little bit right now, the passing game will not get it done. No, it, it feels like Tannehill is just in like a streaming category. Now he's gone down to those kind of players the way I've seen for two weeks from him. I mean, at this point, would you rather play Derek Carr than Tannehill? I don't see why you wouldn't want to play Derek Carr over Tannehill. Right now I would. Yeah. Probably like Kirk Cousins, even. Yeah, you know, I mean, I yeah, I, Kirk Cousins. Want, is, I think you, I think you want those guys right now over Tannehill the way of what we've seen for two weeks. So okay, that could change, yeah. but right now, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, so without it's, a, it's gonna be matchup based. But how about yeah, Seattle? It's not like that. I mean, they put up 33 points. It, so. Yeah, and it's just, but it's Derrick Henry. So I don't know. Don't I don't yeah. love it yet. So Seattle, uh, Wilson, 22 of 31, 343, two touchdowns. Chris Carson, 13 carries, only 31 yards, but two touchdowns. So good day there. Lockett through two games. The guy's putting up numbers eight for 178 and a touchdown in this one. And uh, he, he had 11 targets, same as DK Metcalf. Metcalf had the same amount of targets, but he only turns it into six for 53. Lockett's had two massive games. He's looking really good right now. DK, we got to get going a little bit. He, last week he was saved by a touchdown. So this one doesn't get the touchdown. I'd like to see that coming going forward. We'll need to see a little more. We'll see if it flips next week and it goes more back to DK. So. But Lockett, Lockett's been good. I think I ranked him seventh this week at wide receiver. He Lockett, Cooper Cup, those kind of guys have jumped into like our top ten receivers. I think at this point of the year. So, but all right, there we go. It's all the games. It's a lot of them. Uh, interesting stuff. I don't know what we've learned yet, so <laughs> we'll find out. Just I don't know. It's two weeks. There's some interesting stuff going on out there. I don't know what to think. Like I don't know what to think about the Saints. You know what? What is that? Like, no. Well, no, maybe it, yeah, it's a rough one. We need one more week, I guess, to really figure this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the big, you know, I mean, it's so easy to jump to conclusions after a week, after two weeks, but, you know. Just be patient, right? Yeah, if it's not, and especially that, it's not a, if it's Jekyll and Hyde, which is a lot of teams right now. Right. Um, you know, you just kind of have to wait it out and you have to believe the people that produced in the past will probably produce the thing that I'm really looking for right now, because everything has been a, a little all over the place is usage. Usage yeah. will usually tell you whether or not they, you can predict that they will, you know, put up points this year in general, maybe they're yeah. not going to be the best, but that is the safest way. And, and as long as they're getting usage targets carries, I, I'm not going to jump ship yet. That's pretty much yep. where I'm at. But all right, that'll do it for the recap. We'll be back with the next episode waiver wire for week three talk to you guys then